All right. So what does CID stand for? Don't know. Yeah, me neither. I'll tell you no. this. It, it stands for Criminal Investigation Department for some East Indian crime fighting TV <laughs> show that is on Facebook. <laughs> you know what? I'm you got to get in, get into that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how long have you uh, had that an affiliation for that? <laughs> anyway. All right. Welcome, everybody. Another another blistering episode. Blistering? Okay, now let's try that again. No one wants to. There's a cream for that, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, God. This is going to be a long episode. <laughs> I'm putting that in. everybody it's lance dawson we are set to launch another episode of backstage lowdown with uh, my co-host andrew stewart we have yet another amazing episode with you today uh we've got the producer of strummer fest which is a major music festival in this area that raises money for uh among other things mental health and suicide prevention that sort of thing and really using the background of joe strummer's penchant for the marginalized and disenfranchised to support those people in the waterloo region so uh we're getting to talk to michael clifton today which is awesome and uh, andrew and i are excited to have him so here we go Michael, how are you? I'm I'm good. I'm good. Good. I'm, good. I'm Lance Dawson, by the way. How are you? Well, I'm well, thank you. And and I, I'm assuming you you know Andrew. Yeah, we, yeah. we yeah. go back a couple of years now. There you okay. go. Welcome to Backstage Lowdown. One thing I don't think I mentioned in the in the intro, because I, I really focused on um Strummerfest and the great work that you and that whole event does for you know sort of the disenfranchised of the region, but I, I didn't I glazed over the fact that you're also lead singer of your very own punk rock band, CID, and you're graciously taking your time out. It's St. Patrick's Day. You've got a gig tonight. Yes, we do. We do. You do. So I know what gig days are like. um, And and so thank you for taking the time. No, I thought you'd be working on your hair and stuff like that. for. I I need a haircut desperately. Uh, I'm going to look like a middle aged white. (laughs) businessman punk rocker which is a terrible look <laughs> excellent you know what that might play if you wear like a tie and a t-shirt or something that's very punk rock i've seen no, lots of people going on stage with a with the old black and white suit i i could but but i only have one shirt that has anything irish on it so i'll have to wear that one tonight regardless <laughs> nice nice i always thought that the grand irony is that when you're when you're a kid in your 20s and you actually have time to tour and be on the road and play music and it's your big deal, you can't afford any good equipment at all and it's all crap. Then you get older and you're that middle-aged business guy and you actually can afford to have a few nice things and now you have no time to gig and, and, right. uh, and put it all together. It's something. There's some sort of inverse relationship here that's not working. And that's why young punks are so angry. 
Yeah, there you go. There you go. And when they lose their anger, like I miss Avril Lavigne, like angry Avril Lavigne. What happened to her? She's got all happy and I don't know. It all went south. Oh, oh, so there's actually a rumor going around about her that she has maybe died and they've substituted somebody in in her place. Have there, you guys there, ever heard that? There's actually a podcast. What's it called? It might be called Avril Lavigne is Dead or something. But it, <laughs> it's it's a guy who goes back in time. He's sent back by one of the guys from Blink-182 who's now become a school teacher. And he, he's sent back and he's got to defeat the aliens who killed her and took over her body or whatever. And anyway, it was quite funny, the one little bit I heard. So yeah, that's hilarious. Run around and, and uh, someone's making hay out of it. <laughs> so this is an actual thing. People think that yeah. Avril Lavigne or somebody thinks that Avril Lavigne has, has met or, her. Or if somebody thought it was a fun story to play with. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. It's because she's so happy. She's not angry with her dad anymore, there which I go. think is a line from a Bowling for Soup song. I, I right? have no idea. She's a little after my time. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. Michael, are you not like punk rock guy? Like, like Bowling for Soup, they're awesome. They're pop punk, but they're great. You know. I, uh, I, I took a while to, to get into the newer punk of the 90s and the early 2000s. Um, a lot of it is really terrific, but I don't know all the bands really well. I just know when I hear their stuff, I enjoy it. Okay, fair enough. I have an CID is, is more your buzzcocks, Ramones, and of course the the Clash. That that's sort yeah. of thing. Lots of yeah. stuff that I can sing along to. That's that's right. We do we do have one basket case. Uh, sorry, one uh, Green Day song, basket case. Uh, we we have a lot of basket cases. The whole band, but <laughs> but we do we do do basket case now. That's part of our repertoire, and we'll we might throw in some other. Uh, but we're we're. We're mostly old guys, so it's the class. You guys, you've got a new addition to the band, I, I think I saw. We've had a few new additions in, in the last few years. So, I, I mean, I was a new addition after the previous lead singer passed away. Um, yeah. And then... Uh, that was about 2015 or so? Yeah, just around there. And, and okay. then our, uh, our bassist, Joey, who is also the lead of the Essential Letdowns, he, uh, he didn't have time to continue doing both bands. And... And then we had our, our uh, we've gone through a couple of rhythm guitarists. Um, you know, Phil Phil Nagy was with us for a while, I think his bass, and uh, Rowan Byrne, <laughs> who's, uh, who's also in the Essential Letdown. She she was rhythm. She's an awesome guitarist. Um, but she she also you know time and circumstances, life changes. So so we are now a band of four guys who are between the ages of fifty eight and sixty three, and Keegan, our drummer who's also with the Nasties and the Essential Letdowns and, you know, other stuff he does. A brilliant, brilliant drummer, bassist, and guitar player. <laughs> um, but he, he's, he's our youth. He's, he's the, where we hang on to our youth. He brings the, the energy. How yeah. old is he? Uh, he's, is he 25 now? He might be 25 now. Um, wow. I don't know. I always think Younger he's going to be about 21, but he's, he's beginning to fill out like a grown-up stuff. So. <laughs> nice, nice. I don't know if we could do that. Like, do you have to explain all your pop cultural references? <laughs> in rehearsals he, he, he has to explain them he actually knows all the old stuff as well as the news that's good oh okay but but our new michael edition is how old are you michael? oh sorry what how old are you i'm i'm 58 now this, this okay year. you're yeah. gonna love it. so you're gonna get this i wish you had been here earlier because andrew was going off on some sort of weather tangent how nice it is today and blah 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 so i asked him to die i said dial it down david duvall and then i realized 
he probably doesn't even know who David Duvall is because Andrew's like marginally younger than I am. Do you remember him from CTV? He was the old weather guy that used to write. This is before they had um, digital. He used to write on a mirror, like on a glass with chalk. And we'd have this weather weather thing moving. Do you remember him, David Duvall? I, I don't, but was he local CTV Kitchener? No, I think he was CTV National. It was oh, uh, Wayne McDonald okay. that was uh, yeah. local. Hey, when, when I was younger, the only reason CTV was good is I think they had uh, inappropriate movies on after 11 o'clock or something. But, nice. Uh, CTV yeah. did? See, CT, I know City did. I thought, City did. I, the, thought, I thought CKCO the, or, or CTV oh, wow. did. Late, well. late, great movies. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Well, that, that's that's different. They're talking about the baby blues. <laughs> okay. Then, yeah. So I think that that uh, then kicked in just after the, the late, late movies. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I mean, I, I grew up in Toronto, so I mainly saw Buffalo News. <laughs> oh, right. Irv yeah. Weinstein. Yes, Irv Weinstein, one of my favorites, yeah. Yeah, me too. Did you not think that Tonawanda was consistently on fire? Like, when was that, that, I'm surprised there's a building left over there. That was, that was exactly the phrase that came to my mind when you said the name of Weinstein. There's a fire in Tonawanda. Oh yeah, four alarm fire. There's always a four alarm fire. I had no idea as a kid that that was like, I don't know, is that good, bad? I don't know, there's four alarms and everything's on fire. Yeah, I was amazed when I visited on? Buffalo. It's it's actually a nice city and it's got some nice areas, but I thought it was completely on fire and under crime waves. That's that's it. I know as kids, right? You're going, what the hell is happening over in Buffalo? I'm not yeah. going to Buffalo. Yeah. There's no way. If, if it wasn't well, for uh, what was his name, Captain? Yeah, you did. Uh, oh, Tom, Captain Tom. Cap- yeah, Commander Tom. That Commander was, Tom. Commander, that's right. right. No. And oh, which one is the which one is the song? It's no. <laughs> Commander, no, you're right. Commander Tom. Yeah. And it was Tom Joles, who was also, he was the weather guy for right. the news. Do you remember right. discovering that? That yeah, you're like, that, you, know, you watch Commander Tom in the morning. The That's right. And then you're, I don't know, you're, you're a kid. So who's watching the news? But I remember walking by one night, my dad, I don't know, he's watching the Buffalo News for whatever reason. And I'm like, hey, that's Commander Tom. What's with the suit? You know? <laughs> this is the best podcast yeah. ever. We have spent the last 10 minutes talking about weathermen. I know, <laughs> I know. This is completely off the weather rails. and weathermen. There's, there's a whole bunch of people yeah. between the ages of 55 and 70 who relate to all of this. Yes. <laughs> if they're in the Toronto or Niagara region and listen to Irv Weinstein, yeah. And, you know, that's yeah, crazy. He was an institution. Exactly. My bones aren't hurting today because it's sunny out. The, uh, the, here we go with the weather. The damnness it's... isn't getting to, uh, getting to the core. I know, but we're all in dark rooms doing a podcast. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, have sun, I have sun behind me, but I've screened it out because it really irritates me during the day. Yeah. <laughs> He's a vampire. Uh, Michael, are you, are, you like a, are you in a long line of Michael Clifton's? Because Andrew and I were talking about how Michael Clifton demands to be like Michael Clifton III. Like, it seems like that's the name. Like right? a Thurston Howell I, sort of thing. Yeah, so we were going on about that. And then we said, oh, we can't, we can't tease him about it. We got to wait till he's here. And then we can tease yeah. him about that. Gilligan so I, I, I am not, in fact, although I am named after my uh, cousin, who was about 30 years older than me. Um, my dad was the youngest by far in his family, but uh, yeah. So there's one other Michael Clifton, and actually he's Michael Clifton Elson, uh, but I was named after him. But I do know other Michael Cliftons, including a drummer in Toronto who's a, who's a Michael Clifton. So there's a few I, of us around. That's but, cool. I yeah, I think you have to be in the family lineage. So you're technically Michael Clifton the second. 
<laughs> sort of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we'll Come we'll on. fix that in post. We'll put that in the intro. Michael Clifton, the second. <laughs> Today <laughs> on Backstage Lowdown. <laughs> no, I, I understand where you're coming from. Uh, like, I mean, good luck with a name like Andrew Stewart. We're we're all over the place. Oh, yeah. yeah. Quite honestly, we may be taking over the earth. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Now, I, don't, I don't know that it's all has those ambitions. <laughs> Once in a while, we have a guest on that that is very friendly with Andrew. They know him, they have a history. And for whatever reason, they insist on pronouncing his name, Andrew Stewart, and they get all <laughs> Scottish or something. I don't know, it's nuts. But I don't cast a lot of, I'm living in a glass house over here. So when you, you have a name like Lance Dawson, you don't throw a lot of stones around at people's names. Cause no, but that, that's a good 19, 1980s, 1970s. Like you should have been on Miami Vice or something. Yeah, like no, no. I used to go to, go to grade school, right? And, and uh, with a name Lance like Lance. Lance and Tubbs. Yeah. And you, I'd come home and yell at my dad. You're like, what is wrong with you? I can't win all the schoolyard fights. I'm getting my ass kicked out there. Like Lance, that's what you came up with? Really? Uh, and it was some, it was some it, cowboy in a book he was reading at the, yeah. <laughs> he was reading it in the waiting room. He's like, hey, Lance, that seems like a pretty good name. It, it was well, a popular name for a while. Yeah. yeah. No, no, Michael, you're being kind. It's never been popular. It's been around, but it's not I popular. I didn't choose it for my kids, but yeah. No, of course not. <laughs> of course not. No one does. I, no one no, does. I knew I knew one Lance growing up at uh, uh -huh. high school. We had one of them. Yeah. There was, was actually a couple Andrew Andrews Stewart, not just Andrews, but a couple Andrews Stewarts in my school. Really? Wow. I, I actually got the one was a regular for getting called down to the office. And yeah. uh, and in turn, I would also get called down because I'm one of the Andrews Stewarts. Uh -huh. At one point, I just got fed up and I said, I am not coming back down again. Just so you know, <laughs> I'm the wrong one. Yeah, exactly. Here's this That's cocky right. 18 year old kid talking yeah. to his vice principal and kind of like, yeah, I'm, it's not me. I'm just, I'm not coming back down again. Wow. That's not bad though at 18. I mean, I got, we got a phone call uh, from grade school when my son was, uh, was like nine and I get a call from the principal saying, uh, Ben, Ben's in my office. I'm like, uh oh, what did he do? And she said, no, no, he called the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, What's no. that? Oh yeah, no, he's called the me. Like, oh boy. So, so was yeah, he confessing we're... or complaining? No, he was complaining. He had a few complaints that he needed straightened out, and he went right to the top. So that's, that's this is the, the worst podcast it. ever, Michael. I'm really sorry. Can we start talking about something? I, I actually don't even know what the podcast is about. So this neither is do we. We're <laughs> trying. This is the whole thing. We just we're ramble on until the hour ends and exactly. we shut it down. No, it's a it's a podcast where we interview people like yourselves who are artists or producers, etc. And we try to find out what makes them tick and why they do what they do. And okay. since you are both sides of the, the coin, a producer of Drummer Fest and also a musician, hey, we've got we've got a lot of insight to cover here. So that's great. Well, I'll try not to be uninteresting. Well, tell tell us a little bit about Strummer Fest. Uh, now that we've discovered your your Michael Clifton the second. Uh, we'll move on to deeper stuff. <laughs> Tell me about Strummerfest. How long has that been around and, and what's it doing? This, this is actually the 10th year. We started in 2012. The idea then was to mark the 10th anniversary since Joe Strummer had died. So now it's the 20th. So it's another right. significant year. So I'm hoping we actually have a Strummerfest this year. I've, I've been very slow coming out of COVID uh, to, <laughs> to, to work on getting it running. We, we did an online one last year and, and I was sort of waiting uncertain about which way it would go this year. But that's anyway, great. it's, um, yeah, so that, that's pretty much the whole of it, right? It's been, it's been around 10 years. I think we've done 
something in the neighborhood of 15 different kinds of shows, because uh, not all of them were just the annual event, um, 12, 12 or so, I'm not sure. And we celebrate Joe Strummer and punk rock and community and charity and try and, you know, make it something that gives back to the community because that's the kind of person Joe was. Um, and otherwise, it's not trying to be the Blues Festival or, you know, any of those giant festivals. It just tries to right. be a nice community event that marks something bigger than all of us. How's that? <laughs> I, yeah, I think that's awesome. For those, those three people that are listening to the podcast, <laughs> and my mom, uh, Joe Strummer, for those who don't know, is with the, the punk rock band, The Clash. So you need to just do a little bit of a dive, find out about The Clash, find out about Joe Strummer. He was definitely a representative of, uh, you know, uh, the disenfranchised, uh, the, the homeless, the marginalized, that sort of thing. So, so this is great. And he's a, he's a perfect representation for, uh, you know, the things that you guys, you, you've got Your Life Counts, you've got Waterloo Regional Suicide Prevention Council, House of Friendship, like all of these organizations in the region benefit from the work that you and your your crew do for strummer fest this is fantastic yeah it's nice i mean we haven't been able to raise millions but we've raised thousands and that that's been nice to be able to give them a little shot in the arm and, and i think more than anything maybe is just to keep their names on the forefront of of you know community conversation especially right. the the two suicide prevention um organizations because that's at least when we started, it was a topic that virtually everyone ignored. I think it's become, uh, people have become more aware that that's a bigger issue and mental right. illness and everything that goes with it are a bigger issue. And it's one of the reasons we pulled House of Friendship in, because even though they're not oriented around suicide prevention, they are preventing or, or assisting people who are at risk of, of that sort of, um, the kind of conditions that, that lead to that sort of desperation or loss of hope. Right. I think that's even going to become more and more important because there's certainly going to be a lot of collateral damage coming out of COVID. Oh, um, yeah, they're all they're all already has been, yeah, right. And um, so I think you know, for those of us in the region, that I mean, everybody's going to be touched by that. So I think that's great. Now, as far as raising money is concerned, you say you haven't raised millions; you've only raised thousands. I feel like you haven't tapped the pockets of Andrew Stewart. I mean, he's sitting <laughs> on a gold mine over there, right? <laughs> I mean, there's, I've been over to his place and there's like a Ferrari in the garage. I, I have, <laughs> right it's, it's Don't a nice start time. telling people that they'll, they'll be breaking into my house. And well, you live boy, on such will a... they be surprised when they find a the golf in the garage? He, he yeah. has a nice patio. I just remember it was a nice <laughs> yeah. patio. Thank you. Um, but, but Andrew, Andrew volunteered his time and skills as photographer for us a couple of, was it two, two, well, I guess the last, yeah, live, the la last right. live strummer fest. Yeah. So that so, was, that was great to come out and be part of that. And just to kind of support the, the causes that, that strummer fest does. It's, it's great. And you know what, just being a fan of, of all of the music and the bands that are coming through, you know, we, it isn't just punk rock. You got, you, have your alternative bands you have ska and reggae there's a little bit of something for everybody gosh it uh, it doesn't even just end there you get folk bands you really aren't set to one particular genre it's just things that really go well together that's that's the idea and i mean again trying to capture the personality and music musical sense of joe strummer right when when you listen to the 101ers and the Clash, you get that, especially the early Clash, you get that hard, early, you know, rough-edged punk rock. Um, but he, he didn't stick there, and, and the band didn't, right? I mean, that's one of the reasons they split was differences in, in direction musically that they wanted to go, and arguably Big Audio Dynamite was more punk than anything 
Joe Strummer did afterwards. <laughs> but, sure. but, um, but, you know, they, they, they had blues and country and calypso and all different kinds of influences. Reggae obviously was a big influence. But then when you get to Joe Strummer's later music, I think that's when you really get to his music. He, I think, you know, he went through his period of the wilderness, but, but when, he, when he came in with the Mescaleros or, or, you know, created that relationship in that band, he started to make music that really expressed himself artistically as well as still carrying on the meaning that, you know, as he matured and was able to express better uh, that he wanted to share. So, I, I mean, that later stuff is, it's world music, really. It, it, that's, I think, the best category it fits into, which is a very broad, open-edged <laughs> or open-ended category. Agreed, but, sure. But that's why, you know, I, I prefer Strummerfest to represent that in some way, not to not to put up walls and say, this is this is what is the right kind of music to play. Every, everything fits. You know, all music is, music is music. And if we had, you know, I, I mean, I guess having the Grand Philharmonic Choir and the symphony up there wouldn't quite fit for the audience. But you know what? <laughs> Mozart was kind of punk too, right? There's those, those things, uh, those things all fit together and they, whatever's a genuine expression of, of the human spirit and human desire and humanity that fits with Joe Strummer's mandate. I think that's awesome. And it, it always reinforces the idea. This is why we still need to have live music and we should still fund the arts because yeah. it gives back to a community when you need it the most. So, and also I didn't even know Andrew was a photographer. This guy takes pictures. I had no idea. Oh. <laughs> Really? Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> I, I think I still owe him a, the the smart stick, whatever. What do they call those these days? Yeah, the, the thing that USB drive. Anyway, wow. that doesn't matter. <laughs> Just keep that in your, in your desk. We'll get it there someday. You go. I, I think last time I saw it, it was in my kitchen, waiting to remind me to pick it up and take it to you. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> well, the hope is is that the the show will be live this year, long as everything comes together. I know uh, my fingers are crossed, and uh, along with many many others. Do you have a date? We know the key is sponsorships, right? I don't yeah, think we'll no, exactly. have any bands that want to play. But but having I don't like asking bands to pay for, play for free if we can help. Yeah. Some some have still done that, but but most can't, right? And especially coming out of COVID, they, they really right. deserve the, the help. So even if it's just a few hundred dollars per band, you want to you know thank them for their their time traveling, providing the the set that they do, whatever. So like I mean, you so, have people that are coming from like St. Catharines, Montreal in the Montreal, past, yeah. and they I mean there, there's travel costs that that are involved with that and. It's um, as nice as it is for people that want to volunteer their time. Um, it, it, they, they still need help to, to actually show yeah. up and, and play. Do you have yeah. a date, Michael? Do we know when Strummerfest 2022 is looking at happening? We have, we have spoken with the city. So we'd be looking at August 19th and 20th, which is significant in two ways. Um, August 19th is my birthday. August 21st is Joe Strummer's. So uh, nice. we'll just sort of sit right in the middle there and, and uh, celebrate. The, mainly, mainly the Saturday. I'm, I'm hoping we can still do the two days. If we can't, we'll just do the Saturday. But my ideal is that this is 2022. So it's the 20th year since Joe Strummer died, and we can fit 11 bands per day. So that would be 2022. That's the hope. <laughs> That's perfect. That's perfect. All right, I've got another, I've got a follow-up question. It has nothing to do with Strummerfest per se. What does CID stand for? Uh, it stands for Truth, that. Justice, and the British Way. Oh, but you mean the letters, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
it's we we like to let people use their imagination but uh but if i refer you back to the uk subs you'll find a song called cid and it'll tell you what it means <laughs> okay okay lance ended up going yeah. down a dark hole in the internet trying to so dark, yeah for. Yeah, there, there are all sorts department. of meanings. Yeah, Cr criminals in disguise works or whatever. <laughs> right. Okay, I find this out, making me work. All right. If, if you look at our logo, there's a hint in our logo too. Okay. All right. <laughs> As that uh, we're keeping yeah. it mysterious. Jeez. All right. Well, we'll, be, we'll be right back, everybody. I'm going to go take a look. And, uh, do we have commercial breaks in this thing? I don't know. How does this work? Michael, who did that logo for you? It's like it's cool. It's got like a Banksy, Banks, Banksy sort of feel to it. Yeah, yeah. I, Banksy. I'm, I'm pretty sure Keegan did that. Our, oh, did he? Uh, our our drummer, bassist, guitarist, butcher is also a graphic artist. <laughs> he's a, he's an extraordinarily talented guy. So, oh, it's wicked. Yeah. But but then but then he's he's been kind enough to let me play with it. So the version that has the mask on for CID. I yeah. took his original drawing and then I put the mask on it and we've, and we've played with it in other ways, you know, shifted the way his eyes are looking or, you know, that kind of stuff. But, but the original thing is, is Keegan's, I believe. That's yeah. That is it's cool. It's like a sketch, right? It's got a bit of a, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like that. It's got Michael, that spray paint show, on the wall. I'm going to, I'm going to send Michael, a, I'll get your email or whatever contact information from Andrew when we're done. Cause I've got a, um, I was in New York city years ago. And one of the uh, walls, I went by an alley and in the alley, some amazing graffiti artist had spray painted this whole mural of Joe Strummer, which I, which I took a photo of. And oh, I just you've thought, seen this it? is, I've, I've seen I've, it. I've been there. Yeah. It's, oh, okay. it's, it's in an obscure little corner, which, is, you know, it, it took a while for my, my wife and I went and found it and I got a picture by it. It is, it is actually quite famous. Yeah. It's, it's one of those great tributes to Joe that's out there. I, I think it it's amazing. been touched up from time to time, but yeah. So, yeah, maybe. Yeah. And yeah, I just thought it was incredible. So I too took a photo of it. I didn't know it was famous. Yeah. I, no, and I, 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 I just love to see it. You, you know, the other place I want to find, there's a park in Spain somewhere that is okay. named for him. <laughs> so really? Just, and, and my understanding is it's just a little walled in corner park in the community. I don't, I don't think it's anything giant, but yeah. There's all mm -hmm. sorts of people who recognize he's had influence and it's, it's good. It's fun. I mean, there's a forest named for him. There's a, there's a train named for him. All, wow. all appropriate things. So yeah, it's cool. Well, travel is opening up. I, I've got a, I've got a question. How's your rock history? This goes out to both of you, but who, who lit their guitar on fire first, Joe Strummer or Jimi Hendrix? Who did, who did it first? I don't know. <laughs> did Joe Strummer light his guitar on fire? I don't think I Why would he that. do that? Yeah, yeah. There was one time there was because because initially here's the reference. Well, because everybody gets tired of me talking about guitars. But initially, years ago, uh, when Fender first started their Roadworn series of Telecasters that came out of Mexico, they had a Joe Strummer version that looked like it had been set on fire. Oh. And it was it was kind of cheesy, but it, it they did an okay job. And so it was, but it was all based on the fact that he had lit his guitar on fire. And this is what your Telecaster would look like after it had been doused in flames, kind of thing. Wow. And uh, but that was reasonable at that time. I think that Telecaster was about eight hundred bucks. And so you know most musicians, uh, you know, could sort of afford that. Now recently, Fender came under fire because they just released a Joe Strummer Telecaster from the custom shop. And I was talking to Andrew about this a few episodes ago where it's like 16 or $17,000 US. And, and most people, like most Joe Strummer fans are like, how dare you? This would never have been something Joe would have signed off on where only the, the blues lawyers 
you know, and collectors could afford. That would not be his thing at all. Yeah. And no, and so I think they yeah. the custom shop kind of missed the mark. At least at least naming it Joe Str- I mean, it's a gorgeous guitar, but you know, sure it is. It's yeah. cost prohibitive of anybody owning it. So so Lance, you actually didn't give us the answer. Like I, where, who was asked it, me a question? You asked the you asked the question. I'm asking a question. Who, who lit I? the who lit their guitar on fire first? Hendrix. That's or, right. Or Strummer. Well, who? who I'm asking the first? question. I don't know. Jim, Jimmy Hendrix. I'm asking because I'm not the Joe Strummer expert. I'm barely a Jimmy Henry Hendrix. You know, and it's questionable because I thought somebody, you were asking the question. No, no. I actually as you knew the answer. No, like, there's a couple so of it had, to, it had to be Jimmy Hendrix. I mean, what was what was, what was Joe Strummer ten have... years old when Jimmy Hendrix did that? <laughs> Oh, that's true. Time-wise. So then, then it becomes a question of who did it first, Hendrix or the who, because they were both coming out sort of a similar time and they were both doing that stuff. Why is everybody um, lighting their guitars on fire? I don't know. It's cool, I can't man. even afford a guitar, let alone a guitar that I can light on fire. Why are you borrowing mine? Don't light mine on fire. You're borrowing my guitars and you're like, geez. Did I mention it, I needed it for a really good photo? You know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm Googling <laughs> yeah. it now and it, you know that no one even mentions the who, it just mentions Jimi Hendrix. So I, I think he's the one. I think you certainly I, did it. 1967. Yeah, <laughs> he did it. And now, you know, way before my time. <laughs> Sad. I think, I think uh, I was just beginning to watch Batman or Star Trek at that point. Huh? <laughs> yeah, Batman with the onesie, the out of shape Batman with the onesie. That was, that's yeah. the way to go. The live yeah. action. <laughs> yeah. A little bit different than today's current The Batman at the theaters. Have either yeah. of you guys seen that yet? I did. I, I haven't. Did oh, it's really good. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. it's a commitment. It's like three hours long. Does, but... he, does he sparkle at night? In the <laughs> no. Of, that was my concern. It's kind of like a psychological thriller. Yeah. Uh, I liked this, it this because I, I was questionable about Robert Pattinson. Pattinson? Yeah. I didn't Being really Batman, care. I couldn't buy that. I was like, wow, what's the, where's the casting on this? But And he was more of a sullen, you know, kind of Batman, but whatever. Not a lot of dialogue. It had a lot of uh, retro stuff. So he was all teched out because it's all done in modern day time. But his cowl was leather. The Batmobile was a vintage Mustang looking mm-hmm. thing. So the yeah. Jet engine in the back. Yeah. And it was very oh, cool. poor lighting. Like, there was no lighting. What are we doing? What are we talking about that? Hey, I got a call for. I got a, I, I a question. Batman. I like Batman too. I'm wearing. I'm wearing my Batman, Batman shirt under here. I didn't even oh, notice nice. that. <laughs> I know. Isn't it cool? I, I'm more of a Batman guy than maybe a Spider-Man guy. But uh, <laughs> anyway, Michael. So here's a question for you. Did I see on the Strummerfest? Are you guys making your own distortion pedals? Oh, is that on my Strummerfest link? My my son makes one. My my oh, son. He, he he did the drawing. Like so. So the T-shirt a couple of years ago, which I right. think maybe was the year you took pictures, Andrew. Yeah. Um, that was something I had created and then threw it over to my son and he made it better. But then for the last uh, Strummerfest, the, uh, the online one last year, he actually drew Joe Strummer with the mask and he made that whole graphic image. So he, he's a graphic artist professionally. But during COVID, it wasn't a lot of work and he started tinkering and teaching himself electronics. Um, he taught himself coding a couple of years. I, I, I don't get kids today. They're too smart. <laughs> but so he just started <laughs> just building. YouTube it. Yeah, he just started building pedals. So um, so he's, he's built some. He's uh, 
people want to order them, they can go on his website and, and order from him. He'd probably be happy to have some some extra business on the side. I don't know. Oh, well, there you go. I, that's, I just thought it was interesting and kind of cool because it's, you know, certainly linked to the punk rock era. You get a distortion pedal and it's yeah. all there's a thread there that's, you know, yeah. all the way through. He, so that's cool. He, he modified one for me to use with voice. And I, I haven't quite used it effectively yet, but if I wanted to do real screamo, that would that would be perfect. <laughs> wow. I no, don't do that. Don't 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 do that's not a thing. Screamo's not a thing. I can't I, the year Joe Strummer died, somebody yeah. organized uh, an event. I think it was at the Rivoli in Toronto. Um, I, th I think it was the Rivoli, anyway, one of those right. street bars where where a whole bunch of people came up and just did one or two Joe Strummer songs each. And and if I remember correctly, somebody did one in that style. <laughs> really? But there was also the guy who yeah. did one acoustically and it was really quiet and gentle. So it's, uh, yeah. you know, it's a mixed pack. <laughs> you bring up a really good point. We were talking to a, a producer not too long ago, one of the episodes, Jason Berry from uh, New Brunswick. We were just talking about how any song can be produced in a multiple number of ways and yeah. really create a different effect. Yeah that speaks to people so differently. And I've actually heard Ed Sheeran speak to the same thing is that, you know, I, I write this song and, and underneath all the production is still this good song, but it can be produced in, you know, reggae, country, punk, whatever, yeah. and, and uh, be really effective in different modes. Well, that's, so that's, that's cool. That's one of the things like our, our band is basically a cover band. I mean, a few of us have tried writing songs, but we haven't really been performing any of our own stuff. Um, but, uh, occasionally we tinker with changing things. We're, we're not trying to be a tribute band, but, but we've also joked about going even further, taking songs and just putting them in an entirely different genre for the sake of it. We haven't done it because that's not our shtick, <laughs> right. but it, certainly it's, it's there, right? And I think everything sounds better as a ska song. I, I don't care what it is. <laughs> yeah. Put it, put it to ska right. rhythms, it sounds incredible. <laughs> yeah, there's a t-shirt there somewhere. That's Everything right. sounds better. Everything as, sounds better discuss. <laughs> so just to reiterate, just for anybody sort of listening, and we all can agree how uh, amazing uh, Strummerfest is and how much we need it in the uh, in this region, uh, but they need some financial support to keep making it happen. So so and people should connect to you, right? Yeah, my, Michael at Strummerfest.ca will still reach me, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, and I love it when when we have the support of local and small businesses, you know, even if it's just a couple hundred bucks each, everything goes in the pot and we end up with enough to put on a show and that's terrific. Um, and I, I try to, I've tried to do things in a way, I mean, you know, they're running businesses and this is a kind of marketing for them, even if they're doing it just out of goodwill, you, you want to give back that opportunity for the community to know that they've supported it. So, I mean, the sponsors from 10 years ago are still up on our website as the sponsors of 10 years ago and of each other year when, when some have you know, been repeats. Um, Momentum Developments, for example, is every year has been our lead sponsor and been really supportive. And I'm hoping they will be this year. I have to, maybe I'll send them this podcast. To yeah, <laughs> there you go. Reach out to them. Hey, we'll be up to five listeners. Woohoo! Oh. <laughs> Come on now. We're more like 10, maybe 11 now. Yeah. we keep changing the number every episode it's uh, eight and down it was up yeah whatever. as long as it's, it's not going down every episode yeah exactly. no i think it's i think it's on the rise uh because andrew's very entertaining oh gosh i'm not so, so sure about that we started with 10 minutes of weathermen today so i, I don't true. know what's going to happen with that 
I thought I it was actually. We you steered back to Irv about the weatherman. There probably is a song about the weatherman. I, now that I'm saying that, I feel like I can hear the chorus in my head. Be, but, one but, of you guys but, needs to write it if there isn't one. So, <laughs> yeah, I think I've got a verse in one of my songs about the man on the TV says it's sunny. So ah, that's a okay. reference. Oh, and you know what? In the Magnificent Seven, the class references uh, weather reports. <laughs> so, oh, there you go. There you go. I would like to have together. a job where I can be that inaccurate and still every day just keep showing up. I, I really would. Like, just like, whatever, you know. Yeah, there's a reason the majority of them are good looking. And that's yeah. yeah, we just we just gloss over the fact that that's not even going to happen. I have no idea what he or she said. Just I'm enjoying watching this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Listen, that's honey, I, I need to watch the weather. That's yes. right. Yeah. Yeah, got to get ready. There could be a picnic tomorrow. Picnic could break out. We'll need to know. <laughs> That's right. But it's February. No, no. They're saying it's going to be. You never crazy. know. It's glorious. Some, I some believe groundhog it. said. Jeez. Are there T-shirts with that that drawing of uh, Joe Strummer, that insignia that your son drew and stuff? With the mask, we did not. We we for the COVID Strummer Fest, we really just got enough sponsorship to put on the show effectively. Um, right. So getting enough for enough T-shirts printed to have extras to sell takes a couple thousand extra dollars. Mm, fair <laughs> um, enough. So it would just sense. be such a great T-shirt, though. It, oh, I think I think it is. I, I want to make a few, at least for him, right? <laughs> yeah. But um, no, we uh, we did sort of put out the feelers. Um, I'm not brilliant with social media, so we get a little bit of reaction back, and I'd say three to five people have said, "Oh yeah, I'd love a T-shirt or a sweatshirt with that on it." But it's not enough to, I mean, we'd be charging them 50, 60 bucks just to be able to cover printing and postage. And so yeah. it's not right. it's not worth doing at this point, but uh, maybe this coming year. I mean, we're, we're only fresh coming out of COVID. We could use the same pictures. So. Oh, exactly. Yeah. 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 Oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Now, do you yeah. have uh, do you have any bands in mind? Any anybody um, that you're thinking about right now for this year? If it if you can make it happen? Yeah, I'm trying to. Th- oh, gosh, I'm so bad at names. Who, who was this? We we had a Scotter Day planned, um, and so why? See, my head's gone backwards. I'm thinking Forgotten Rebels. No, that's too long. Ago. <laughs> I'll still have doing to look at my own website to see uh, some of the bands that performed this last year. Um, why am I forgetting the name? What was the very well known ska band that performed? <laughs> Two of them started out the show this past year. Oh shoot! See, I, I see. Thing. I haven't seen it in a year. Yeah. I haven't seen the show in a year. That's so. your excuse. <laughs> I should. I, I, should I didn't put it. on the show. Here we go. Um, Scarface. Scarface. Oh, okay, right, right. And, and the theoretically nameless band. So, so I'd love to have them come. Um, way back in, I think our second year, we did a a uh, concert. We called it. I love playing with the word Scott. Um, and the opening band was Prince Perry and the Gladtones. It was Perry Gladstone. So he, he, Prince Perry and the Gladtones. And I just got an email a couple of days ago that he's moved back to Canada and is going to start up a new band. So they, they were a lot of fun, really good band. Unfortunately, the Baudelaire's are, are no longer a thing. But, um, but so I'd, I'd like to have that. I'm just looking through here. You know, yeah. if the Nailheads can come back from Waterloo, Backbreaker. Uh, sorry, from Montreal. Montreal. Um, oh, I was going to say, I thought they were from Montreal. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, uh, I think a lot of, there were a few bands that didn't survive COVID for whatever reason. They just, you yeah. know, it's hard to keep, guys together or girls together that are you know build momentum when there's no there's no gigs there's no focus etc so you can't you know, even get together and practice 
Like, I mean, yeah, you're doing there it is virtually that. if, if you feel, even feel comfortable with that. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't have the um, same energy, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we do get a lot of repeat fans each year and it, and it's fun. They're great people. And then we get a few ones that are different. Um, I've asked, uh, Tim Cameron, TC Folk Punk, if he'd like to come help me MC this year or something like that. But I, I don't know if he's uh, active anymore. One of, one of the nice ones we've got, Charlie Angus. He, he put a video in. Um, Charlie Angus, as you might know, is the MP for Timmins, St. James or whatever um, in, in the federal government. He's, he's an NDP guy. And he and Andrew Cash, who also used to be an MP for the NDP, used to have a punk or sort of post-punk band in Toronto called Les Tranchers. And, uh, and I, I, I loved their music back then. I actually really sort of caught on to them after they'd already stopped producing stuff, but they were, they were a great band. And Charlie continues to make music with a band called the Grievous Angels. And it's much more Canadiana folksy kind of stuff, but, but the messages are still, you know, labor and human rights and human feeling and that kind of stuff. So Charlie may come. We, we, may, we may be able to have the Grievous Angels here live this year. I suppose if, if our federal government doesn't go insane and he doesn't have time to do it. Yeah. And I'm, my dream would be, and, and I've told this to, to Charlie, so it's up to him if they can make it happen, if he and Andrew would come back and sort of do a, a L'Etranger thing, you know, anniversary thing for them. But sure. I don't know that that's ever going to happen. But so those are some of the things. I mean, there's there's other bands people keep recommending. And anytime a good band comes by, people say, that would be good on Stromerfest. That would be good. <laughs> you know, there's a whole lot that would be good. Who's your favorite jazz musician? Invite them too. It's okay. Yeah, right on. No, exactly. right on. Um, Michael, we wrap up our podcast every time with something we call the lightning round, which oh, is 10 yeah. questions. I don't know if you've heard any episodes before. But no, Andrew I, I, I meant to go listen. And, and Andrew warned me about this and I forgot. <laughs> okay well and it's it's there's nothing it's to be easy. warned about it is the easiest thing in the world and yet eight eight or nine times out of ten people panic they're like oh my god i should have studied and we <laughs> give you the answer so you don't even have to know the answer it's just a very it's, inaccurate it's way that people get to know michael clifton the second we ask 10 questions you pick one of the answers boom it's it's, it's Patrick's day, so isn't every answer green it should That's be. right. It should right. be. Base, We've, base yes. the answers on, on the color green. You'll be okay. You'll be okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's roll this. Let's hit it with the, the rapid fire round. So first one, docks or combat boots? Combat boots. John Jett or... Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, no, you don't want an explanation. Keep going. Oh, I mean, you can <laughs> hit me with an explanation. I mean, that's fine. No, I just, I just think combat boots are more authentic. It's uh, docks. Docks make money. That's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> Joan Jett or Billy Idol? Who? Oh, Billy Idol? Did you say? Yeah, he. Yeah. Well, performer from a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Well, has his own radio Joan, show. Joan Jett's a lot more cute. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't like that spiky hair? <laughs> well, I mean, Billy Idol has a terrific voice. He's if if I could be a real punk rock singer, I'd want to be Billy Idol. It, it's yeah. terrific. But but Joan Jett. <laughs> River Run Center or the Horseshoe Tavern? Oh, the Horseshoe Tavern, for sure. Yeah. Now, studying musical history or family history? Oh, now that's tricky. That's tricky for me. Um, you, you, you know that I'm a Latter-day Saint, so family history is a big deal for us. Uh, I, I'm going to go with family history, though, but not for that reason. Just, just because I think it's cool to know where you came from. And, and my family 
are laborers and bastards and criminals. And, and so I love the fact that I have a real family, not, I mean, not that elite families aren't, but that, that my heritage is exactly where I am. <laughs> so. I'm just writing that down. Laborers, bastards, and criminals. There's a song in there somewhere. Laborers, <laughs> bastards. Okay, you write criminals. that down. I'm going to jump on to the next one. All okay. right. TV or YouTube? Oh. Commander so Tom, Michael. Commander Tom, he's not on YouTube. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in between, but um, I would go with TV just because it's going to include things like, you know, Netflix and, and whatever. Uh, YouTube's fun. It's democratic. It's great. But that also means there's a lot of crap. Fair enough. <laughs> Reggae or folk music? Oh, that's also difficult. Um, yes, my answer is yes. Yes. Either one. Yes. You give me either yes one. To both. Is it green? <laughs> yeah. Yes. We've never had a yes. That's interesting. We're up. A, like, we're up to what episode twelve or I don't fifteen or something. Anyway, we've never had a yes. That's actually pretty good. <laughs> Hamburger or falafel sandwich? Oh, I'd have to go with hamburger. Uh, although I'm, I'm kind of off bread. So anything with, with buns or, you know, the word sandwich in it, I don't just, eat very We'll much. just keep the, the burger itself bun aside. I think yeah. we're just going to go with anything with buns. I think that is the answer he gave. And, and yeah. that's quotable. I, I'm, I'm only going to get in trouble with that. Are you? Yes, yes, you are. What do you partial like to, to watch uh, the weather? Anything with buns, yes. Okay. <laughs> Winter Olympics or Summer Olympics? I am such a bad person. Um, <laughs> well, we know that. I don't it's know in your family history. That was a no. deep, dark leap that I, I'm a bad <laughs> person. I don't know well, that you can say based on... I, I, I think it would have to be summer, although I really love the skating. Um, yeah. But that's, I guess, because I'm Canadian. <laughs> I also Makes just... Sense. I watched the Olympics, and, it, and this is not in the creepy sense that it sounds... But I watch the Olympics largely because I love beautiful bodies. And it's, it's not, that's not meant creepily. I, I was an art student. Life drawing was my favorite. I just, I love the human form. Mm. And these athletes are just incredible to watch, to watch them move. To, and, and so when you're watching the skating, you get that real poetry, the, the creativity and artistry. But I love that in the gymnastics and the running. My dad was a marathon runner and that. I, I just love watching that. So, so I think I get a little more of that in the Summer Olympics, where in the winter, skiing, snowboarding just doesn't do it for me. It's fantastic what they do, um, but, but I'm, I'm there to watch the form. <laughs> so. I'm not sure that applies to slow pitch. I've, I've seen people playing slow pitch. I'm not sure. Okay. Oh, God, I don't I'm think sure I've ever watched an Olympic slow pitch, so maybe there's a Slippery yeah, slow. I don't know. Slippery I slow. Think, well, and then now we're in trouble. We welcome your letters. Okay. That's okay. Lance, you and your slow pitch, you just settle down. Don't get we're me started jump, on curling. We're going to jump on. I'm telling you. Home right. recording or studio? Sorry, what's it? Home recording or studio? Oh, home recording or studio. I think home recording. I, think, I mean, there's good stuff comes out of the studio, but I, I like hearing the rough edges of home recording. And we're going to finish it off with two great movies, Goodwill Hunting or 12 Angry Men. Oh, maybe this is just a generational thing. Goodwill hunting, I guess. But yeah, uh, yeah. no, yeah, I guess so. It, it's a it's a classic movie for for our generation for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, 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 Twelve Angry Men though was a remake, so that might have gone back a few more generations. Oh, oh, see, I wasn't remembering the remake. <laughs> yeah, I either either was I. I only knew the original. I didn't even think of the remake. When did they do a remake? 
I don't know. Uh, I'm pretty sure they did though. What about, uh, what about Dead Poets Society? How do we feel about that? It was one or the other. There wasn't Dead Poets Society. That wasn't part of the question. We aren't doing Robin Williams movies. The answer is doing classic movies. The answer is... Well, Wonder Woman was remade in 1997. Oh, he Googled that. Hey, let me ask you this, Michael, while you're looking that up. Were there any buns in uh, the toilet? Oh, my. (laughs) And that was... The rapid fire <laughs> round from backstage loadout. Oh, what is it? Yeah, they were 24, but not of great interest. Oh, <laughs> gosh. <laughs> what do we find out about Michael Clifton II today? Well, he likes puns, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Everything Lance has just made up <laughs> throughout the entire show. And you we wait, you know what? Spit take there. I have decided to redo the intro. Now that I know more about this fine gentleman, the Uh-oh. intro is going to get Uh-oh. redone. With, oh, a, with a dark and sleazy side. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like winter or summer Olympics? I'm a bad person. <laughs> Today has been some of the best answers that we have ever had. Yeah, I don't <laughs> it. Oh, God. It's like the, the self-deprecation. Is like, summer winter Olympics. I'm a bad guy. I t- <laughs> Oh boy. He's an artist. Anyway, Michael, thank you for taking the time today, buddy. And I hope you have a great gig tonight. That's awesome. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for doing the show for us. us.